and good morning and welcome into Big Talk. We bring you college sports with a Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. I am Sam Sprunger in for uh, in the host chair, so to speak, for Dalton Shetler, who is uh, traveling this morning or traveled late last night. I'm not really sure which one to to call it. But then I am also joined, though, by tony who is filling in for me on the other side of the screen tony welcome back buddy yeah i say dalton travels out you know i travel back in back from my uh my weekend extremely extremely hot vegas while everybody here in the midwest got to enjoy a little bit of cool crisp fall weather i got to enjoy a very nice toasty 100 plus degrees even at 11 30 at night in the desert i was like Aww. And then I come back this week and it's all 90s. I'm like, no, no, no. You I brought want the it fall weather. I want the fall weather back. You brought it back. with you. Way to go. It always, I know. Weather travels west, sir. I know, apparently. Or travel travel, back I'm east sorry. with us. Tra- travels east from the west. Sorry, that's what yeah. I meant was from the west. Gotcha. So uh, a lot happening uh, in the college sports world. We've got, you know, the next time we come on the air, we will have had a college football game played in the Big Ten. I'm pretty excited about, about that. Uh, that'll be happening. So we're within days of the season starting. Um, we've gotten some coaching news, I guess. Uh, I guess some conference expansion uh, rumblings. What's new? You know, it's been since, you know, last last year when when usc and ucla decided to jump we've been talking about expansion ever since so it's a it's a process and plus tony and i are going to talk about who we're picking to win each of the divisions in the last year of the divisions for the big 10 conference uh before four new teams join next year being usc ucla washington and oregon you know those strong midwest teams that uh, everybody's uh come to grow and and love <laughs> so uh let, let's start with the coaching news uh uh news just in the past couple of days came out that uh university of michigan coach jim harbaugh has uh accepted through the university through a self-imposed suspension a three-game suspension, and and Tony, you and I talked about what the four-game suspension would have been. It's not going to be a suspension that is costly in the aspect of their playing opponents that a coaching decision could or should make a, 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 a difference. It's Eastern Carolina, Bowling Green, and uh, UNLV are the three games that he's not going to be coaching. Uh, he originally agreed with the NCAA, and then the re- re- NCAA reneged on it, uh, was a four-game suspension, which also included the Big Ten opener against Rutgers. Tony, is this enough to keep the NCAA from imposing any further penalty on Coach Harbaugh by the time they get around to it? You know, and and what he's being suspended for is conduct during the COVID no contact period, recruiting period. There were some things that he, he had done including, and, and, and we'll get to it, but including getting a cheeseburger for a a young man. Uh, But then not necessarily giving the full information to the NCAA. Is this enough to keep the NCAA from dropping the hammer even more? Oh, no. I, th- I think they'll still do it, mainly because, and we talked about this in previous shows. Because they the, don't know what in the world they're talking about? They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they are, they're, and, you, and everybody realizes it, and you know they do. They're realizing they don't have as much power as the position that they hold. As they used to. They do. They don't have the power. So they're going to. And I, I would be willing. They exactly. They think they do. So honestly, what I think is going to happen, and I'm going to throw a little bit of a kind of a hot take in here. Ooh. If, if Jim Harbaugh is with Michigan next year, because honestly, I think this could be Jim Harbaugh's last year with Michigan. Yeah. The last three were. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we say that and watch this this time, you know, hearing about. Like, He'll, we'll retire <laughs> before he does. Right. Um, 
I, I think if he stays, they will still try to implement some type of a punishment. And I believe at that point, Michigan will basically come back. It's not as serious as to try to say it's a double jeopardy because he's being punished for the same crime twice because it's self-imposed. They have to do it. But I believe that's going to be something that Michigan tries to throw out there as well. We already, quote unquote, punished him for doing it. So, you know, why is he getting an additional punishment on top of it? Well, and and the whole reason Michigan's even doing it is in hopes that it will be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel that, you know, well, at least we're punishing him. We're, we're making him sit out. Whether or not he's making his paycheck, I'm sure it's without pay. Uh, he's not hurting for it. Walmart khakis aren't that expensive, so he's fine. He's got uh, seven pairs for every day of the that's week. That's right, you know, <laughs> and and every three months he might replace all seven pairs, you know, or whatever. But but my point is, is there, he's not going to miss out on a lot. He wasn't going to miss out on a lot on what the NCAA, and this is what is confusing to me, is the NCAA themselves negotiated with Michigan and came to that four-game suspension, and then the infractions committee said, nope, we're not going to, or the punishment committee, whatever committee for the NCAA said, no, we're not going to agree to that. Why? Why Why was that not enough when you're, own entity that right there to me says they don't have the power that they seem to think they do when it comes to doling out punishments and they're so backwards we brought i brought this up with with dalton tennessee had hundreds Mm -hmm. hundreds of infractions Mm -hmm. and the it, it wasn't that they misled them they just didn't say anything yeah like it was and somebody found out about it and it became a, that to me, not that so he violated some things and, and I get that he needs to be, there needs to be something put in place, but you know what, unless you're going to drop the hammer on Tennessee, you cannot do that to Michigan. I'm sorry. You can't. And I am not a Michigan fan. Well, not only that to me, the, this is what kind of really makes me you know think and wonder what some of their thought their thought processes are behind this because this happened during covid when mm-hmm. michigan didn't have really a season at all this happened and we i think they played five that, games that year yeah and i don't i don't remember what time or if they even disclosed a time of when this was done but nonetheless this was basically at the heart of covid when it was first happening why are you just now three years post that fact coming out and saying you know what we need to punish you for it like anything and everything that harbaugh has done to that point whether it's right wrong indifferent whatever their opinion whatever anybody's personal opinion is is already long done like the the gentleman that he you know whether the gentleman agreed to become with michigan or not he's a junior at this point (laughs) what what were you gonna do or if he had one year of prep school he might be in the nfl by now Right. Like there, there's like anything that could have, you know, happened or, you know, gone because of this, it is already over with. Like I get, you know, there maybe needs to be some type of punishment if he truly did something wrong, but I don't understand this, you know, several year delay in, oh man, Tennessee did this like uh, six years ago. We got to punish him now for it. What, what, what is holding you like that? That's what is baffling me is, what is your process for when you first hear about it? Is there a statute of limitations on it? Because if that's the case, and obviously, you know, we've probably brought it up on the show. Other people bring it up all the time with Reggie Bush and the whole Heisman situation. You know, mm-hmm. when are they going to say, okay, you know, now that it's okay, we'll, we'll give Reggie his Heisman back, whatever. Like this, and we've talked about it, the biggest issue with them, you know, having the power they think they do is the inconsistencies and the, there's no set standard. They just make the rules up as they go and, oh, it's a case-by-case basis. No, you you need some type of set guideline to and say. And then make it a case-by-case. And then make it a more case-by-case. And, and honestly, they could even say, okay, hey, this is what we're looking at initially because this, this is what we're seeing. We'll do an investigation. And like you said, we'll do case-by-case. Maybe it's more severe than that. Maybe it's not. But again, we... As fans, we just want consistency. And I would be willing to bet a lot of these schools and programs just want consistency. Mm-hmm. For sure. And 
we both i mean the ncaa ruling or i guess it'd be the nfl probably is you have to be three years out of high school in order to be eligible for the nfl draft maurice claret tried it failed had to sit out a year before he got drafted by the broncos so why can't that be the the statute of limitations you can't punish the actual school unless it, sh- it shows that they improperly benefited from their actions. And I'm talking major. I mean, what did what did Reggie Bush? What did USC do with Reggie Bush that made him made it so heinous that they a, had to take his Heisman and then they had to vacate all those all those wins? I don't even remember. So obviously it wasn't that big of a deal. I can tell you, I remember, I was really young, but I can remember when SMU got the death penalty for crying out loud. That was before you existed, Tony. So therefore that means it was kind of major deal. Yeah. I can uh, remember that. Say LSU just had the, had the same thing with a player. Um, I can't remember if it was grades or it was some type of, it was a very small infraction that happened Back in 2007, they vacated Les Miles' national championship and all of those wins because of that. And it's like, wait a minute, you're doing this 15, 16 years after the fact. And I'm sorry, sorry. nobody's going to remember that happened. There are going to be more people that remember they won the national title. Yeah, and and you know, as fans and those players, all of that, you you can't take that away. Because at the the end of the day, they still want it. And And here's the thing. They don't award the national championship to anybody because what they say is, well, they had to vacate all those wins. They wouldn't even been there. Another team would have played that, uh, that game instead. So we can't give it to anybody, which is why Michigan didn't get the national title when Louisville had to vacate their national championship with Patino. They had to vacate it. They had to vacate all the wins from that year. So therefore, if it was played out to where Louisville lost all those games, they wouldn't have been in the national championship game and it would have been somebody else. Yep. So you know what? If you can't prove it while that person's in school, do your jobs, do your investigations. And I'm sorry, people don't get more loose lipped after they've, those people have left. It's just, there's no investigation for it. Yeah. Then somebody gets fired and loses a job and then they open their mouths because they're mad because they're mad at the school that just let them go or did them wrong whatever most of these these things that are found and i'm not saying that it's right right i'm just saying if you're not doing your job to where an infractions committee is finding infractions from schools while those students or the 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 subject of the investigation is still there then it shouldn't be a, a an investigation Unless it's so severe, like the what was the prostitution thing at Louisville as well. That's pretty important. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty detrimental to human beings rather than just, oh, we won some games with some guys that got, you know, improper benefits. And I'm using those air quotes very liberally because who's to tell what's an improper benefit in the world of NIL? How in the world are we able to decide what's an improper benefit? How yeah, do we know? I was getting to ask you, you know, when, when you said a proper benefit, it's like, okay, you know, what, what's your definition of that? And, and that's not, you know, disagreeing with you or trying to argue with you. Like, no, no. There, it's just, that is such a great area definition because, okay, you know, you, you may have gotten this kid to sign. you, all the evaluations, everything like that. We, how many times have you seen it from college to the NFL? Oh man, you know Tim Tebow, perfect example. Great college quarterback. How do you do in the NFL? Trash. And you could very easily have the same thing from high school. Man, this kid was an all-around all-star athlete in high school. Comes to college, can't cut it. You know, they're, they're like, <laughs> what's the what's the improper benefit? The one that jumps out to me on that one, and I and and I'll tell you why. It's Ron Paulus. Do you remember that name? He was a quarterback at Notre Dame. And the reason why that that name jumps out to me when you say a a kid can be the best in high school and come to college and fizzle out, just like they could do it from college to the pros, he was touted as potentially could be the first three-time Heisman winner. 
I don't know about you, but I don't. I think he's still waiting on number one, and he retired from football a while ago. Yeah. So like, and and his college career wasn't horrid, but it wasn't this standout. He was in competition for the Heisman. It was nothing to what he was touted as. So that's something that definitely can happen when it comes to you know missing the mark you know it's it's like drafting players in the nfl or baseball or nba whatever you want to say you can miss the mark and and but but in the world of nil anymore who's to say who's to say and why in the world are we still talking about why michigan is getting a raw deal because i i, I agree with you the whole question was is this going to be enough i don't think it's going to be no. i don't think it's going to be an, they want to set an example, Michigan's a big name. Tennessee's not that small of a name, but Michigan's hot now. Tennessee hasn't been bad, but eh. they they've been pretty they've been down for what the last ten ish years, with the exception of last year. But pretty last much for the whole time, well, especially during the time that uh, Tennessee was close. doing this, Michigan still had their high profile coach, the same coach that's being investigated now, and he's been highly touted the whole entire time that he has been at Michigan. So now he's coming out and getting caught for not necessarily lying, but not telling the entire truth. And they're going to drop the hammer on him. And I think that it just shows even more that the NCAA is hypocritical as all get out in what they're doing uh, in, in their investigation, their punishment, all of this, because it's not just a cheeseburger as some, I don't even know what NCAA official said that, but how dare you? It's not just that, but it is one of the reasons Mm -hmm. you didn't say it's not the reason you said that's not just Just the reason. reason. So therefore that means it's one reason. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's frustrating because come on, just come on. Let's, 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 Let's think, kids. Let's let's be fair across the board. And, and you know what's also sad, and and to me, honestly, if 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 I ever had a chance, or if they ever heard this, I, I would love to say it to them face to face. At what point are you so bad at your job that you start nitpicking things that don't matter? You have how many issues with college football right now? <laughs> conference realignments, major schools being out as far as getting potential money deals. You know, the conference is leaving, schools leaving to you know garner more money to potentially hurt student athletes. The college football playoffs, all of these different things that are quote unquote destroying college football. And your priority is a dude that didn't tell you the truth, but didn't exactly lie to you. Fed a potential recruit at the University of Michigan, and you said, "You know what? That is at the absolute top of our list of what we need to fix and what's wrong with college football." And I'm going to go on the record right now. What in the world are we doing, NCAA? Here's what you need to make sure you do. Anybody of any any authority that has any issue with this right here, come on, talk to us. Because you know what. I welcome it because yep. if you can explain it to me and make me understand it, then maybe I'll change my stance. But I think this is so two-faced, so indicative of what the NCAA is doing now and what power, I'll use those in air quotes, NCAA, you have power. Mm-hmm. Come on and talk to us. Tell mm-hmm. us why we're wrong because you know what? I'm doing the math and it just isn't adding up right. It yeah. just is not adding up right. And I don't, I have no, no reason except for when you guys open your mouth for statements to think anything dif- different. And the only time that, uh, that you open your mouth, you just make me believe it even more. Cause it, it, it's another one of those two, you know, it, we, we could sit here, we can criticize every, you know, how, how to do a leadership style, how I would do something, how you would do something if we were in the different situations. At least show that you're trying. Like if you came right. out, especially when like all the NIL initial issues started coming out, and you come out and say, hey, this is not perfect. We are going to be working with, you know, X, Y, and Z people to try to make this potentially right. It is, it may take us a lot longer than expected, but we are going to work on it. 
that's giving people something. That's giving people the idea, okay, they're not going to be quick about it. They're going to do their due justice. They're going to take their time. You're taking your time over a damn cheeseburger. That's what you're taking your time on. Like yep. like you said, I would love for them to explain because somebody I, in authority. I don't want somebody some, in authority. Some yes, pencil somebody in authority. pusher that they say, "Hey, go talk to these jokers." No, have have some, have some intestinal fortitude and, and come on and talk to us because I don't get it. Yeah, like where? And no, no offense to the pencil pushers. You do you play right. an important role, I guess. I don't know, but Maybe. they're probably more important than one the ones in authority because. You know, every time they open their mouths, I don't believe a word that's coming out of it. But you come on, you come talk to us and tell us why. Because I'm not getting it. And 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 honestly, I would love to just pick their brains of how do they prioritize their list of what's their most you know top concerning issue, what's their least most concerning issue that they that they need to really focus on and do. And Tony, I am not a Michigan fan, but yet I'm defending them. Yeah. It, 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 well, hold on. I'll say I don't know if we're necessarily defending Michigan as no, more. no. We we're are just defending. criticizing the Correct. NCAA. But in in state. in the vacancy of supporting the NCAA, we're supporting Michigan in this argument. You have to admit it. I'm not saying you got to like it. I just say you have to admit that in this situation, we are of support in the aspect that we think that the NCAA is wrong in how they're handling the Michigan situation. And that should say something. You know, I I am a fan. I am a fan. So therefore, I pick teams I don't like. I openly don't like Michigan. But in this situation, I can't take the other side. I can't. So uh, moving on. We've talked enough on that one, and I think our timer's a little off, but uh, uh, I think it jumped a little bit at the beginning. Don't know why, but no, technology. Um, moving along, there there are some reports coming out that the ACC, about a week and a half after saying they weren't going to invite uh, Cal and Stanford to join the conference, there are rumors that they're meeting again and have in the past couple of days to talk yet again about adding adding the Cardinal and the Bears into the ACC. So from the PAC conference to the ACC. It's a li- it, 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 don't get me wrong. There's plenty of travel in the four teams that are coming from the PAC to the Big Ten. But you're talking about PAC, Pacific Athletic Conference, conference to the ACC, the Atlantic okay. Coastal conference coast so, to coast. yeah they're going they're going coast to coast baby with nothing in the middle but uh what, what okay two things i want to ask uh, one do you find any validity about how serious this is going to be no. two is it going to matter because are there going to be teams that are still going to jump ship are they going to get the grant of rights thrown out the ACC and get the ability to leave the conference without the hefty penalties that are in place currently. So I do think there is validity to this and I'm, and I'm going to say a big fish name is the, I would say sole driver behind this reason. That would be our lovely little big fish here in our own backyard of the big 10 by the name of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Because Notre Dame does not want the Big Ten to get at minimum, you know, Stanford. Because if they get Stanford, Notre they Dame's know like, they're going to the Big Ten if that happens. Exactly. They know that Notre Dame. They know they that they themselves will end up in the Big Ten. So to me, Notre Dame, I believe, is pushing this more because I, I do think Notre Dame is starting to realize uh, we we probably need to get into a conference like. Probably pretty soon. We still don't want to get into the Big Ten because they're still. Yeah, if there was somebody on the show that said Ten. that they're going to have to join a conference. No, there's a couple yeah. of us have said that. <laughs> um, but I still I think, think it's the Big Ten. I say I think they should because to answer your second question, I still think there are going to be people that are going to leave the ACC, and I say that because you look at Florida State, you look at Clemson. 
North Carolina, uh, and I believe Virginia was the other big fish. Miami that, for football. Well, well, Miami, not necessarily big fish as far as uh, like brand, but like making noise as far as wanting out. Of the right. ACC. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking. I thought I saw a report that one of the six that w- w- agreed that they would sign to nullify the grant of rights: uh, Miami, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Florida Clemson, State. Florida State, and I can't for some reason remember the sixteen that said that they would sign it, but they still need two more teams to do that. Yeah. But I, I think majority still, plus one. Right. I, I still think they will though, even if they are able to get Stanford and Cal in, I think they still do it because, you know, Florida state Clemson, all of them, they're looking at what the sec is. Earning. They're like, we, we want that. And I think they also realize too, especially after this whole, you know, pack deal fell through, they're like, eh, we, we're not going to be able to renegotiate as a conference to get more of this money. So we're going to have to jump ship if we want this type of money. And we're going to have to either jump ship to the Big Ten or we're going to have to jump ship to the SEC in order to get it. So I I think that there's validity in them in Notre Dame trying to push for it to happen. So that way, you know, they can go in the ACC. They don't have to go to the Big Ten. But I don't see the ACC lasting very long because I see the major powerhouses saying, no, we want more money. They're probably not going to give us more money. We want to be able to leave to go get them. I honestly think that this is a little bit more smoke than there is fire. Just because the ACC knows they have to have a majority plus one to, to nullify the grant rights. If you add two more schools in, that's two more schools that are going to be like, oh, no, we're glad to be in a conference. Yes. So we're not going to nullify that. You know, and they probably won't get an opportunity to anyways, but unless they can drag their feet, the AC, the conference can drag their feet just long enough to give them full member benefits to where, oh, yeah, now they do matter. And the Cardinal and Bears ain't going to sign nothing to well, nullify that- the grant of rights that they have because they're just thrilled to death, especially Cal, thrilled to death that they have a conference to be in. And a major conference to be yeah, in. Yeah, still, still be considered a power five. The other crazy thing that has been, and and I want to throw it in there because it's still rumored there's no guarantees that it would happen. Obviously, Stanford and Cal are the two, quote-unquote, big fish left of the pack that people are semi-interested in as far as Power 5 conferences. There's talks SMU might be involved as a potential third team to join in with the ACC, but I've seen a lot of things, and I don't know why SMU would do this. <laughs> <laughs> they would come in for seven years and not get any type of immediate deal. But basically, they wouldn't get paid. I'm like, why? Like, if I'm SMU, I get it. You want to join a Power Five conference, but why would you leave any type of money, extra money, just sitting out Especially there? Especially in the world of NIL, it? you can use that exactly. money a to fund other sports, yeah. b filter, and you know that's happening filter into collectives to where they can get players that they want. Yep. You know, you know, that's going to happen and it probably already is. I'm sure I, I, and I know it's not allowed, but yeah, you know, we know, especially SMU for crying out loud, always plays by the rules. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a, that's a, that's a callback to what we were talking about a little bit ago. Uh, but my, the whole, the whole, whole point on that is, is why in the world would they join a conference Leave a conference that they're getting paid. It doesn't matter how much they're getting paid to go to a conference to have a patch that says ACC and that's it. Yeah, to be considered. That's all they're getting. A power five school. And and get it handed to them in year in and year out against Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Miami, UNC, all these teams. You're telling me that? No, I I that and. And I guess maybe that was what kind of triggered me to think this is maybe a little bit more, more smoke than fire. Was they're, they're I think the ACC's worried they're next. Yes. So they've got to cut it off at the at the pass before they're next. So they're trying to add teams to make it look like they're fine, and it will help them in their grant rights. Hey, we're not going to give you any money, SMU, but you damn well better not sign a grant uh, to nullify grant rights, mm-hmm. you know, because that can happen in the next couple of years. I mean, it's a long media deal. They can do it. Yep. So, yeah, you know, 
it's i i still think a i think cal is in big trouble because they have a, a mortgage on that new stadium that the san andreas fault runs through uh like for the next 80 years and in the 2030s, they start paying like $40 million a year, if not more, for like 80 years. I'm not joking about that total either. No, I believe you. And they're in trouble, I think, because I still think that the Big Ten's not done. And I think their next big target, which will get them to, is Stanford. They've already shown they don't have any problem rating the PAC conference. No issue whatsoever. So they're going to try to get Stanford. That will give them the Northern California market for the conference. They've already got a stranglehold on the southern part of the state. They'll have the northern part of the state. And, oh, Notre Dame just lost their last huge rival that exists outside of the ACC. Oh, and by the way, don't know how valid those rumors are. I've even seen rumors enough to see say that Florida State and Clemson are interested in going to the Big Ten as well. Yes, I've seen that too. So, ACC trying to cut cut it off at the pass before they're next. Yep. And I still think that Stanford is still a target. Even though we haven't heard much, we've heard something. But like right after after Oregon and Washington left, you kind of heard a little bit about Stanford. First it was ACC, and then it was, nope, nope, they're not going to ACC. And then it was a little bit of, oh, well, the Big Ten kind of is interested. Well, now it's heavy, hot and heavy on the ACC. Yeah. Still fact remains, Tony, no matter what kind of new member deal they would have to do to where they don't get a full share is going to be comparable, if not just as good as what the ACC can offer them. And, oh, hey, in a couple of years, you'll be a full member. You get a full share. Yep. And you'll Kevin be Warren, again, negotiating the expansion clause into that media deal. So as the conference grows, so does the media deal. That's going to keep, excuse me, conference teams currently – just as happy adding new teams. I've also seen uh, somebody was talking about I I wrote an article about it on ASAP, but then I read another article and it kind of ended with, I don't see it happening, but they did mention that in the next couple of years, the big 10 is going to expand out to 10 game conference games. And that's really going to hamstring Notre Dame on how they can schedule competent, opponents to be able to contend for the cfp it's well, not it's not far-fetched no well especially now that one of their biggest rivals at usc is now in the big 10 that they love to face if the big 10 usc loves it yeah usc loves it because yeah. that's a feather in their cap too if they get a win mm -hmm. and, it, and it is it's a big draw because they're both historically great teams that everybody loves to see yep i i agree with you i think that I think the Big Ten has already kind of approved Stanford, even though we may not have seen anything. Athletically, at least especially football-wise, they're not great. But academically, they're one of the absolute top schools in the country. And that's one of the things that the Big Ten obviously looks at is not just you know football-wise, but mm -hmm. academically, where do you stand? They're one of the top institutions in the country by far. Yeah. So I definitely think it will happen. And, I mean, plus, to kind of add to your point with – because I even heard the rumors of Clemson, FSU, I believe UNC and Virginia as well, those big four ACC teams, also wanted to join the Big Ten because you think about it. You look at how great Clemson has been for the last 10 years. You look at how you know they, they kind of fell off after they won their national championship, but they're potentially supposed to be very good this year with Florida State. Top perennial teams in the ACC are earning almost twice as less as Northwestern. Yeah. As Indiana. <laughs> it's all the Rutgers. Iowa, who doesn't play offense? All these teams at the bottom of the Big Ten are making double the amount of money as most of these big perennial schools that yeah. aren't already in the Big Ten or the SEC or even yeah. the Big 12. Well, and, and I, I, I know we've covered this and covered this and covered this. 
but like and and i've pretty much said about the same thing over and over and over again but now it's becoming like the these reports of them them the acc flirting with you it doesn't change my my impression because if it was if it was legitimate think about how quickly arizona arizona state uh colorado all left and utah left the pack conference after it was reported that they were negotiating to leave it was that quick this was two to three days ago i read the report that acc presidents were meeting about stanford and and cal we don't have we don't have any news and that was after they voted on it and said no now they're meeting again a few days later it's still it's it's nothing crickets chirp 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 you know now i I, I still think it's happening for the big 10 i think so now i do think their only saving grace is they don't necessarily have to get anything done necessarily right now because at least they're locked in you're playing with the pack 12 the pack conference mantra huh oh we're fine well, no, no, I, I never said that. <laughs> They're locked in at least till get next year. Because uh-huh. obviously they, they have the deadline. If you were going to leave the ACC, you had to report it by, what, like two weeks ago, Thursday, last Thursday? Something today, like maybe. that. Yeah, it, it so, was it was something. It's so, yeah, I, they, they had a deadline. It is passed, so it will. Yes. But, but if you just go, well, we're fine. Oh, no. I'm saying they... The they 12, it wasn't that long ago. True. I'm saying they at least kind of the same with the pack of like, oh no, we're fine. We got time. Um, we got a year to get a media clock's ticking, buddy. A year later, um, you got. I keep telling myself the new logo has time, but I'm gonna have to. The only reason I haven't come up with something new is because I'm afraid once I do, it's gonna gonna change change again. But yeah, it's it, it. There's been nothing that has changed my mind and i guess until it report the report is stanford and cal to the acc i'm not gonna believe it because it just i think it would have happened by now as quickly as all of the i mean shoot the, the the reports were barely out long enough for arizona arizona state utah and colorado to leave Oregon and Washington were leaving. Like it was literally within hours of it happening. Yep. So like as quickly as those fell and don't get me wrong. Now it's one of those. It's like, okay, where, what do we do now? Well, there are still a couple of decent teams. Left. I'm still surprised having, you know, and, and I, I get it historically, academically, whatever. I'm surprised Oregon state and, and Wazoo Washington state haven't been talked about anywhere. Other than the Mountain West, it's the only place. I feel bad for them. Like, like I said, I think I mentioned it in the show before. I've I've at least mentioned it on on Discord. The fact that supposedly there was a president of one of the PAC schools prior to coming into yeah, take everybody except for Oregon State, Washington. I'm like, why? 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 What did y'all do to them? Yeah, did they did they forget the beer at the at the president's party or something or what? I don't like. They lose and, a bet. And it's funny though because they're like, okay, well, you know, Washington. Oh, we'll still have the we'll still have the Apple Cup against you know Washington State every year. Oregon, they'll still have the Civil War against. That'll Oregon be a good State. kickoff to the season. Who wins the Apple Cup? Right. I mean, we would get our, you know, big rivalry, I guess, to start the season, but that's, that's about it. Yeah. But it, it, it is kind of crazy that, that those just two schools are like, eh, no, they, 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 they'll be fine. They can, go, they can go figure it out. Whatever. I know. <laughs> I, I, it, part of me is really surprised, too, that the Big 12 or somebody wasn't like, damn, we got – yeah, kind of some some powerhouse teams now they're gonna beat the stat out of each other shouldn't we have like some couple bottom feeders for them to like feast on if you're talking about football that's kansas uh <laughs> yeah. well kansas is about it but not everybody can face kansas one year well west virginia you know they kind of get to beat up west virginia's iffy half the time iowa state they usually have one to two really good wins in them a, a year and then occasionally they'll put eight or nine wins on the board yeah it's it's weird 
because I, I remember watching them was a couple years ago. They were doing really good. I'm like, oh, look at the Cyclones. Look at them. And then it was so good. <laughs> yep. It's just game over. So it, it'll be interesting to see even further and to be able to speculate even further uh, about what's what's happening. Uh, it's it's just a it's a it's a a circus. The, I mean, it literally is a circus. Don't get me wrong; I enjoy it because it's interesting to see where these teams are going to end up. But it's just a circus. It is. I never thought when Dalton and I started this show that this would be what we were talking about late into year two. But just remember, Sam, a cheeseburger is 100 times more important than this. And, and a million times more important than hundreds of $100 handshakes. Hey, don't worry about that. The cheeseburger, man. It's, it's <laughs> not the cheeseburger. It's the message it comes with. Is that what it is? Please come it's to like Michigan. A, it's like a fortune cookie. Yeah, the please come to Michigan. <laughs> so it says, "Help! I'm being held a f- hostage at a cheeseburger factory." Is that what? <laughs> is that why they came up with the hamburger? It's not to actually steal the hamburgers; it's to steal you away. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move to a lighter note. I guess would be better way to say this. I guess uh, lighter in the aspect of we're not talking about. Uh, uh, off the field or court action. We're going to talk about what we're seeing and how we feel the Big Ten divisions are going to play out. And Dalton and I kind of talked about it. We kind of analyzed and previewed. Uh, I told him who I kind of thought might win, but I never really said, yes, this is what I'm predicting as my as my conference or my divisional champions. They're going to be playing in indianapolis in december i will tell you i have one team returning to us or to uh indianapolis so let's go to the eastern division okay so the the, or would you rather start with the the lesser west or is that going to be more interesting west west to me is more interesting okay so we'll we'll keep them for the second division that we cut we talk about so the west Defending champion Michigan, ranked uh, number uh, what two, two in the in the uh, in the, uh, the uh, AP polls, and behind the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs, and uh, a lot of predictions have them finishing first in front of Ohio State. Which, to me, probably assuming you would assume then that that means they win and they beat Ohio State. They both probably come in. Uh, undefeated, uh, like many people think, and they think a lot of people think Michigan's going to win. How, and and almost everybody that I've seen has Penn State number three. Do you agree with that lineup of those three? Um, I go out on kind of a limb here. I think I think it will be Michigan versus Ohio State. In the final week, it's that's part yeah, of the schedule, so that will happen. Week, yeah, in the final week, it will come down to that, is what you're saying. I think so. I think Ohio State will get tripped up by somebody we probably don't expect. I don't really know who, but I think Ohio State will. I think Michigan will get tripped up by Penn State. Okay, so you said you think that the they'll both have an L on their on their schedule or on their record by the time they match up in Ann Arbor. I, I think just one. Say, I think I think right. anything more than one, it's probably out. And if if either one has more than one, I think it'll either be Michigan, Ohio State versus Penn State. I think Penn State is a for sure lock if either one of them struggle with more than one loss. So, so you think Penn State's only going to have one loss as well? So you think all three of them are going to go into it, but they're going to be eliminated through the process of. Well, depending on who wins the the Michigan Michigan Ohio State game, if you think Michigan's going to get beat by Penn State, Penn State's got to hope for Ohio State to beat Michigan. But with (laughs) for Penn State to be able to make it into the uh, into that, they're going to have to either a beat both of them, or have Ohio State lose to somebody, and they tie with Michigan, so they get the tiebreaker against Michigan. So is that okay? So you think Michigan's going to end up with that with that uh, that crown then? I, I think so. I think 
and I know we kind of talked about it before. They have their they have their they're the only Big Ten team that's at least a you know quote unquote power team in the East right, right now that has a returning quarterback that mm-hmm. knows the system and two of the top running backs in the country in Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards coming back, and a still very stout defense, very stout O line. Everything on paper and celestially aligned, saying that they should be there. Do you know what cures a quarterback issue? What's that? Two of the three top receivers in the country, and that's what Ohio State has coming back. True. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Buka. Buka, yeah. Uh, it's they're 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 one and three respectively yep. uh, in the last rankings of receivers that I saw. Uh, that cures a lot of issues a quarterback might have. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you to a certain extent. I think I think we enter that last week with Penn State with one loss to Ohio State. I think Michigan has one loss to Penn State. Mm-hmm. And I think Ohio State has a loss. And I think you'll probably laugh me out of the building, but I think it's to Purdue. Uh, it's the spoiler makers. It would, the it Purdue, would not surprise me. And, and here's my reasoning to this Purdue. If there is a team in the East that they have their number, it is Ohio state. <laughs> Don't have any rhyme nor reason to as to why, but they do historically. And every time Ohio state's been like the number two team in the country, Purdue's like, hold my beer. Yep. <laughs> let yep. me, let me fix that. And so like last year or two years ago, when Ohio state ran them out of the building after a couple of turnovers and it, it kind of mm-hmm. bit Purdue, uh, I think Ohio state was two or three in the country. It started out as a decent game. And once we hit the third quarter, it was over. You know, there were a couple of turnovers and the the lead got to 21 and it just kind of stayed there the rest of the game. Hudson Card is better than people think. He was. I remember watching him at Texas. He actually, for people who maybe don't follow Texas as much. You're going to say exactly what Dalton said. Say that that game against Alabama, between he and Quinn Ewers both, I mean, you think about it, Alabama only won by one point. They won mm-hmm. by a, literally a field goal with 10 seconds left. Like Alabama fans were, well. were worried out of their mind because Hudson Card actually played pretty well, and they weren't expecting it. They and thought, oh, even, Texas lost their lost their quarterback. Starting quarterback. We're going to cruise. And Card held his own, actually performed pretty well. Now, he still didn't He didn't get a lot of chances, plus with Manning coming uh, to, to Austin. There wasn't any room for him. Yep. Ryan Walters put Card at the top of his list as the quarterback he wanted, and he went out and he got him. Yep. I think there's a reason for that. It fits the program and his schemes that he felt that they were going to run. He felt that the Card was going to be the guy that would be able to fill as well as possible Aiden O'Connell's shoes as he left. Mm-hmm. Purdue still got some good talent over there so i think they are potentially able to beat ohio state i don't think they're good enough to beat both ohio state and michigan darn near impossible i would say probably 99.98 percent impossible but i think they get one i think they beat ohio state and i think Michigan beats Ohio State in the final week, and that means Penn State gets the nod in the East. So I, I, I think the way that works out is uh, it just it's going to – I I think Penn State ends up in, in Indianapolis uh, in December. That gives away my West. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I say, now, and to your credit real quick for people who don't know maybe much about Hudson Card, He's only played in 14 games throughout uh, – 15 games. Sorry, I can't math very well. That's right. uh, in college football, That's why he's we're thrown – Right. He's thrown 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, and two interceptions in his entire career. And, and you know what? He doesn't have a big sample size. No. But you know what? His sample size is big enough to say, well, He's, he's pretty he's got the potential to be pretty yeah. darn good and he has done it at the college level this isn't high school stats trying to transform into college what it's going to be in college 
this is what he's done in college. And against really top talent. I mean, you look at Alabama, even for what they were last year, still one of the top teams mm-hmm. in the country and have been for the last 16 years. Yep. Yep. And so I, I, I think Penn State, which is a lot of people's, if there was going to be a TCU happening, and it's really weird that you say this about like the seventh rated team in the country, but that they could be the TCU that makes it to the CFP out of nowhere. And I say out of nowhere because they have to they have to to jump Ohio State and Michigan both. That's the problem that they've got. But I think it happens. Yeah. Let's move to the West real quick before we sign off. Uh, sure. Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Minnesota, Illinois. I've seen those four as kind of the dealer's choice of like you know most of the the predictions have those four in the top four in some order or fashion most of the time i've seen wisconsin at the top what do you have coming from the west you know as much as i'm a hater i have to be realistic i i'm gonna have to go with the badgers and i and i say that because you have Luke Fickle coming from Cincinnati, who that that to me may be the only hiccup Wisconsin has is him kind of getting his feet underneath him with a new team, new players, new personnel. The other inconsistencies in the West, though, is Iowa actually going to have an offense? You know, I know you had mentioned Kay McNamara is going to be out for what a week. Potentially. He hasn't been completely ruled out. He is questionable for week one. But the fact that they still have Kirk Ferentz's son as the OC makes me entirely skeptical as to whether or not Iowa's even going to have an offense or not. So I, I discount Iowa almost immediately. Um, Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota may be the quarterback situation I kind of watched last year. He, he started to get into his role kind of towards the end, but I don't expect a lot from P.J. Flex team. Nebraska is my kind of dark horse that maybe they shock a lot more people than what we probably expect. But I, I like Matt Rule a lot. I, I like Matt Rule as a college coach, but I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to really upset a Wisconsin team that has you know, 16 players returning back to Wisconsin, the most out of any team in the Big Ten as a whole. I don't know if that's going to be enough to overcome that. So I, I'm going to have to give it to Wisconsin, at least for the West. I've got a different outcome, obviously. We've kind of, I, I, I teased it when I said I have one team returning to Indianapolis, and then I said Penn State's going in the East. So we all know that I'm crazy and I'm just being a homer. But l- l- hear me out, okay? So if you look at, at Purdue's schedule, okay, they have, uh, CBS has them pre- predicted at 6-6. Six and six. Okay. All right, they have them beating Fresno State, Syracuse, Illinois, I think is a win. Indiana, IU is always a win. At Northwestern, I think that's going to be a win for pretty much everybody. And they have Purdue beating Wisconsin. So with that taken into into consideration, and me saying that I think Ohio State is a win for Purdue, that puts them at 7-5. and That means they've got Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska as losses that I don't necessarily think they lose all three of those. A, I think they beat Iowa. So that puts them at eight and four. Uh, Michigan, I think they lose. It's at it's at Michigan. Yep. Minnesota is kind of that one where I'm not a hundred percent sold that Minnesota has enough to to finish number three, like everybody thinks, below Iowa and and Wisconsin. I just think that there's enough question marks there. Purdue wins that game. They can lose to Nebraska. And they'll be fine. They'll win the West. And I, I, I think personally, and yes, it has a little bit to do. And I'm not kidding when I say little, not a lot though. I've just heard a lot of reports saying that Ryan Walters has his stuff together. He's put together a great coaching staff that makes that, that has good schemes. They make good decisions. They put players in the best position to, to succeed. Devin Maccabee is one heck of a good running back and to have Hudson card as a wild card coming in. And he could be maybe not, you know, quarterback of the year for the big 10, but at least really, really good to where he isn't losing games and he's actually winning some games once in a while. Cause that, that was going to be my kind of my question 
to you is, you know, we, we noticed it as a theme last year with Purdue. Mm-hmm. They, they lost games not because of lack of talent. It, it wasn't for the fact that they were beat personnel to personnel. Execution, Execution and dumb plays and just, you know, a mixture of being undisciplined because Purdue got a lot of flags last year. They, they, they gave up, they gave up 27.4 or seven points a game, 27.4 points a game last year. They only have four starters returning on defense, but I think that your big plus coming back for Purdue or coming for Purdue this year is their head coach who is a defensive minded guy. He's bringing in defensive minded players uh, that are, are doing it for the whole, for the most part, rather than the individual. And I think that's where execution comes from, is if you're in it for yourself, you're going to let yourself get taken out of the game and get stupid flags because you are mad and you're not thinking, what's this going to do to the team? You don't yep. care as much. That's not taking anything away from Jeff Brom. I just think that he had a different mindset. He was more offensive. I think bringing in Graham Harrell for for the offense at Purdue, I think that does a a, a big service for Walters to not have to worry about as much what's going on on the offensive side because he's got somebody that knows how to do it. And I think that 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 formula uh, lends to me anyways enough to where Purdue can win a, a lower West. Right. I can see it. And I, I do agree. that That's the one thing I feel really hurts defensive coaches more than anything is that they – they don't really deal with the offensive side of the ball. They don't like to. Touch well, and then it. all of a sudden they're an offensive coach once they become a head coach, and it's like, no, don't. No. And, Play and to your that, strength, pal. Yeah, and and that to me because I'm and I hate to kind of reference it to the NFL, but you look at Bill Belichick with Josh McDaniels for so many years. Mm-hmm. You run the offense, I run the defense. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching that. You don't touch my stuff. I don't touch your stuff. And he had a lot of great success from it. And I think hopefully if Walters can do that as well, which I think he will. I think he will as well. I think he'll be fine, and I think he'll be pretty successful for for the Boilermakers. Well, that's my that's my hope and my prediction. I'm I, I don't know that it's as as gutsy as Dalton's Nebraska last year, but uh, it is pretty ballsy, I guess. Would be would to say that I think Purdue's going to win the West a year after uh, barely squeaking in as Western not, Division champs. You're not going to peer pressure him and pick at the Cornhuskers again, are you? No, because I'm. That'd be a good pick in my mind this year. <laughs> you said it was a good pick last year too. Well, come on, we all we all thought it. We, we all did. thought it, we did. it was a decent pick. But uh, well, that that brings us to the end, Tony, yeah. my man. We we got through yet another fantastic, fantastic show. Next week we've got football coming. I know. I'm so excited. So excited. And since uh, you're playing me today, why don't you go ahead and uh, let our listeners and viewers uh, know how they can get a hold of us. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and the app formerly known as Twitter, a.k.a. X. I see he fixed the bird. I see it. I see it. It's now the official little X uh, at (laughs) B1G underscore talk. That is big talk, but with a one instead of an I. You can also find us on Facebook at big talk as well, B1G talk. Put the underscore or not, but it's entirely up to you but not all, all big talk exactly not all big talk they're not they're not nearly as cool we are pretty much all big talk but we're that's not our show name but we're better than that. anyway uh, you can also start finding us soon uh twice hopefully, a week maybe. on asap hopefully hopefully if uh, scheduling and everything like that goes well since dalton and i like to travel for work and whatnot uh Hopefully start finding us twice a week on the All Sports All Plays Network. And you can find us through the apps, the App Store, the Google Play Store, and Apple Store on your phones if you want to be able to catch us on the go. Uh, and you can also find us on Sam's Baby, the Lounge Media Group as well. Yeah, and uh, also uh, we will be on, uh, airing on uh, Lounge Media Group Radio once that gets fired up here, which is should be uh, in the next uh, month or so. We'll be uh, on there as well. And if you don't don't find the stream on ASAP and you want to still watch us, you can jump on Spotify and get us there, our video stream. So uh, that is all for us today. Uh, Tony, thanks for filling in and, and, you know, playing, playing my part so I could be Dalton for the day. I appreciate that very much. So 
I appreciate being on. I always love talking college football with you. I know both of us are excited for for this season to start. It's getting getting close to fall. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of unanswered questions. You know, what's going to happen? What's not right. going to happen? And, and I, don't, I don't think people understand. There's like stories behind college. There's a storyline and it's always, you know, what is the next chapter for this school? What is going to happen next? And that's what we're excited about. And so that wraps up today's episode of Big Talk uh, for Tony Hollinsworth, Dalton Shetler, who's traveling or has traveled. I don't know if he's done traveling yet or not. I'm Sam Sprunger, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye.